Hey, what, what what was that? That gets my juices going, doesn't it? It's 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 it's, it's it gets you amped. It gets you amped. Gets me amped enough to say, ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you guys are watching this, and also whenever you guys are listening to this, because not only are we on YouTube, but we're also but we also started the uh, the podcast for the next up fantasy show, and we are now in episode. I'm gonna say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We're at episode nine today. Um, before we go ahead and move on, I personally want to um, apologize for not coming on for the past couple of weeks. Um, believe it or not, me, myself, uh, Manny, and Mike, believe it or not, we're human. And because of the fact that we're human, we have things outside of uh, the podcast and outside of the uh, the brand of Next Up Fantasy that uh, we got going on in our lives. And sometimes uh, we try our best to do this every single week, but there are occasions where we just can't do it. So uh, on behalf of Next Up Fantasy, I personally apologize to each and every one of the listeners, to each and every one of the watchers. And if you still decided to pretty much ride with us, we truly, truly, truly appreciate it. And simply put, if you guys do continue to uh, ride with us, like first things first, like, subscribe, and turn on the notifications so you know when we have these new episodes each and every week. Um, as well, follow us on Instagram, Next Up Fantasy, NXT UP Fantasy. And I think that's enough of all of that advertisement. So moving on, as you guys have already listened to, I'm Will. And let's go ahead and introduce the remainder of the crew. One of them is muted, so I'm not going to go to him first. So I'm going to go to Manny first. So Manny, how are you doing today? I'm good. It's uh, 11 o'clock Eastern time, and I just chugged a Red Bull, so I'm ready to go on a Thursday night. So let's get it. We have the Thursday night game in the background. Uh, looks like Mike Evans just dropped the ball, um, but let's go. I'm doing really horrible in fantasy, but <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. My takes have been going well, but fantasy-wise, I'm not scoring enough points. We are going to do what we possibly can to probably change that. I'm not going to ask about how the team is going, but inside my mind, I am asking how the team is going. Um, along with myself and Manny is Mike Thesis. Um, the great Mike Thesis. I'm not 100% not, not sure about his squad <laughs> as far as his favorite team, as far as uh, where his favorite players are, so forth, so forth. I'm just going to give everyone a wild guess to those watching on YouTube. So that being said, Mr. Mike, how's everything going? Hey, it's going great, man. Um, I missed you guys. It's been two weeks and uh, you know, I miss doing this. It's it's a lot of fun. So yeah, ready to get at it. Um, I've had a good two weeks, but uh, it's a lot better now than with my guys again. And really looking forward to getting into some of this content and telling you guys what you can do to improve your fantasy squads. Because the season's not over yet. Even if you've had about a bad start like like Manny. Um, no offense, but you can still turn it around. <laughs> you can still turn it around this time. And believe it or not, those are 100% facts. It's been done. Um, it's been, once again, it's been a couple of weeks. So like, let's go ahead and try to like jump back into it. We're all going to be a little bit rusty. So we're going to do the best we can 
to uh, pretty much get back on that horse. So the first horse that we're going to talk about is, you know what, since it's, since it's in Manny's background right now, let's go ahead and talk about a pair of quarterbacks that are a little bit on the trippy side right now. Um, so both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are kind of on the losing side, which is something that they're pretty much not used to. Tom Brady um, right now playing against the Ravens, and it looks like that they're going to end up losing again. Uh, today, so that will make them at three and five. Um, I don't, I don't recall the uh, record for Aaron Rodgers on top of my head right now, but a lot of people are aware of everything that's going on with uh, the Packers as far as the wideouts not being one hundred the way that he wants them to be. Uh, believe it or not, both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon not doing that well um, on the running back side, and the defense, who was expected to be one of the best, is actually starting to be one of the worst in the league. So I'm going to do a either or, I'm, uh, not either or, a one or another. I'm going to go ahead and go to Mike first. Um, between the two, between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, which one has the most to be concerned about? Uh, that's kind of a tough question. Uh, between the two, though, I think the one that has the most to be concerned about, in my opinion, I'm going to probably have to say Aaron Rodgers. And the reason I say that isn't necessarily because of his skill set. I believe he's probably a more skilled player than Tom Brady. I mean, he always has been to me. Um, And I I don't think that fact has changed. But I just don't trust his offensive weapons, man. Um, The receivers he have, I think they will be nice one day, but it's just not time. Uh, The trust isn't there. Um, They're not getting open for him. They're not. And and you can tell that he doesn't trust them because he's he's not doing the things he would normally do. Right. A.J. Dillon can't seem to get it going. Aaron Jones is still okay, But, um, yeah, due to their lack of weapons and, you know, losing Devontae Adams and just kind of losing that that it factor that their offensive contained, I I would probably say that I would would lean towards Aaron Rodgers as being um, the one I would have less faith in right now. And it's kind of a shame because uh, there is the potential with the with the uh, wideouts um, since we uh, for Aaron Rodgers since we found out about um, Devontae Adams going out um, to elsewhere, um, we were kind of looking at who's going to be the fir- the wide receivers that's going to be the guys that's going to um, pretty much take uh, take advantage of getting all those targets. And it's kind of unfortunate that, like, right now um, we tried Romeo Dobbs. uh, We tried Christian Watson. And neither of those working. Uh, Robert Tanyan, decent tight end, but it's not going to be the point where he can get 14 targets a game. He's no Mark Andrews. He's no Travis Kelsey. And that's kind of the same thing with the old school players that they have. uh, That includes Sammy Watkins, who's actually been okay, actually, so uh, the past week or so. And um, same thing with Randall Cobb and all of them are kind of just out, just out of it when it comes to uh, trying to, trying to help out Aaron Rodgers. So like my answer will probably be the same. We'll probably be the same and say Aaron Rodgers, even though Tom Brady, I believe has the worst record out of the two. Um, So Manny, what's your thoughts on it? So they both are three and four. Um, Just a little heads up, but um, I think, I think Aaron Rodgers has it worse because of his, like you guys said, the lack of talent around him. He's came out and said he needs to – the coaches need to take these guys out and rotate them if they're not going to produce. 
So it's weird with these guys. They're both good winning quarterbacks. I mean, I'm happy about it. I don't care. Um, these guys won so much in my lifetime that it's time for them to start getting their taste of their own medicine, in my opinion. Um, but Tom Brady seems like he's half retired, half playing. Um, same with Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't seem like uh, he's there for a paycheck right now. Um, but he's getting frustrated. He doesn't have his De- Devontae Adams um, or Jordy Nelson, that one receiver for him that he usually has. I thought A.J. Dillon was going to be more of like – they came out and said in the beginning of the season they want to play the best 11. Well, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are part of that best 11, so I thought they were going to do more sets with both of them. They haven't done it. When they do it, they actually look decent. Um, but – I don't know. You're losing to the Jets and Giants back-to-back weeks is pretty rough. So I would say Packers have it worse. Brady, Brady and the Buccaneers have a lot of injuries as well. I think this is the first time that he's had Julio, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin all in um, this season. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, they still just lost, but I think there's a lot of uh, injuries on the defense side as well. You want to hear the fun a fun fact that just got uh, tweeted out right now? Um, yeah. With with the Buccaneers now losing, they're at three and five. The winner of the Falcons and the Panthers this weekend, because that is a game. The winner of the Falcons and the Panthers this week gets sole possession of first place in that That's division. So <laughs> it's insane to think that the Saints, who we all were actually excited for, um, is kind of down in the crapper right now. Uh, Buc- Buccaneers just ended up losing. And of all of all teams, the Panthers, um, who had a good sh- who actually had a good showing beating said Bucks, and the Falcons, who is in every single game that they play, whether they actually win or whether um, they keep it close, because they always keep it close in the second half. Like one of those two are going to be first place in their division. And I, that, I know that's a temporary thing for right now, but, like, it's just insane to just think that in week uh, – what are we at? Eight? Week eight? Or, yeah, week eight, that that's this is where we are right now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind that's of not really perfect. Insane to think, think about. Well, Jets are what, four and two? Five and two? Yeah, and, yeah, they're in that area. <laughs> that's, um, crazy. Uh, that's crazy, man. Um, this year is so wild. Jets, Giants have only lost one loss? Six and one. Six and one. My dad's a Giants fan. He reminds me of that every day. They're six and one. <laughs> Who <are> they lose? <laughs> oh, um, I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get that later. Uh, <laughs> so um, the next uh, the next thing that we wanted that I wanted to go ahead and talk about since we weren't here last week um, is one of the teams that the Falcons actually ended up beating miserably. Um, the 49ers ended up trading for Christian McCaffrey for a multitude of picks and there's kind of two ways to actually look at all this. And one of the ways that I, I'll go ahead and since I'm the, uh, I'm the house 49er fan, I'll go ahead and talk about it a little bit first. Um, one of the first thoughts that I, that I thought about, and I, I ended up writing an article about it on, um, on our Instagram. The first thing that I thought about was, the Eli Mitchell situation is probably a lot worse than we're all thinking right now. And if that's the case, then if you uh, a fan, little bit of fantasy advice, if you do have Eli Mitchell right now, I would probably be on the brink of actually dropping him right now. 
because there's I, I because for one, Christian McCaffrey is a is a true three down back. That's number one. Number two, if Eli actually is really injured to the to the extent where he's still on he's still on the uh, IR, then there's no re- there's no real reason to actually keep him right now. Um, but I do want to say, as uh, after watching the game this past week against the Chiefs, where we also got trounced. Um, to actually also think about keeping Jeff Wilson. Don't don't drop him just yet, but it's just the point, it's just now to the point where don't expect him to be um used as much or utilized as much as he has been for the past couple weeks. Of course, he's not the main, he's not the main guy anymore. He's not the main starter. Um, he doesn't have as much uh upside as CMC. However, He's kind of in a decent role where one, he's a running back that we know that can handle a bulk of carries if he needed to be in there. And two, since everyone wants to write out or wants to write out uh, CMC because of his injury prone issues, um, in the event that it does happen, Jeff Wilson can go in there and he could ball out. He's, he's actually pretty good. And I would generally suggest to, Pretty much keep him on the bench. Don't drop him yet, just yet. Um, just see how we all uh, how he just plays in the end. So, um, Manny, let's go ahead and go to you. Uh, what were your reactions uh, the moment that you heard about the trade? My reaction was, sorry if you're a kid. My reaction was, uh, shit, CMC is going to get hurt now. And the reason is, is because <laughs> everyone on the 49ers seems to be getting hurt. Debo's out right now. Um, they can't keep a running back um, for like five straight weeks. It seems like they always get hurt. Um, and Christian McCaffrey has, you know, been getting hurt the last couple of seasons. So that's what's my, I had them uh, on a couple of my teams. So I'm like, crap, but I think it's a good trade overall. Jimmy Garoppolo, it'll be a good out for Jimmy Garoppolo to have Christian McCaffrey back there. Right. Didn't help really. Last week, but you're playing the Chiefs, you know, the team that you think that we're going to take last place in the AFC West, but I don't want to talk about it um, that much. So, but I think, I don't know, you guys play the Rams this week. It's going to be another tough game because you're at um, L.A., even though their fans kind of suck. (laughs) (laughs) Debo, I'm hoping Debo plays Christian McCaffrey. I think you guys got to steal with him. And the only response that I could say is it is not over yet. The the team could still get last place. Um, Wait, can I, can I ask a question to you? Oh, this should be fun. Go ahead. Have they fired like their medical staff or their strength and conditioning coaches ever? Because why does <laughs> that 49ers always seem like they're always getting hurt? All of them. Trey Lance, hurt. Every running back that's been back there, hurt. Debo, hurt. Brandon Ayuk, hurt. Joey Bosa, hurt. Or is it Nick Bosa? One of the Bosa brothers, hurt. George Kittle, there's no, hurt. There's no way for me to actually answer that right now. But the only thing that I can say... You know, it's probably, it's probably the coach with all the with all the calling, or with all the play calling, which is majority of, which is majority runs over, over anything. So, like, if there's any, especially if you talk about Devo, um, everyone says, okay, so what about Debo? Okay, Debo has been doing running plays like a lot last season. So chain reaction could have been happened to what happened 
to uh, right now, and he just keeps on getting hurt. He just keeps getting hurt, just like the remainder of the running backs. Either, either it's either it's the play calling or the or the or the uh, actual players could be weak. And then could I be, got another question. Devo hasn't practiced. Didn't <laughs> practice today. I'm asking for a friend. Didn't practice today. Didn't show up. Okay. It's a in, it's a rivalry game, a division game. You guys got a bye week next week. Is mm-hmm. Debo playing? They can't risk to sit him, right? They can't. They can't risk to sit him. But I wouldn't see. I legitimately wouldn't see a good reason why to actually sit him. Um, but what they could probably do is just limit him as far as the amount of plays that uh, he get, he goes into. Um, so they'll probably say that he's going to be in there and play. But the question becomes how much he's going to play. Um, so it's kind of similar to, let's say, um, since we're talking about Christian McCaffrey, we'll talk about uh, McCaffrey's debut as a Niner. Um, he only played, I believe I read he only played like 22 snaps. So out of 22 snaps, he was in, he, he actually touched the ball 10 times. So if that's if technically that's, if that's not a representation of what to expect with CMC, moving forward that there's likely a chance that CMC is going to be not exactly a, a uh, not exactly a vocal point, but like one of those where um, he's going to be involved a good amount. Um, so that could create a chain reaction of everyone else around him. Let's say a Devo, let's say a Kittle, um, maybe even, maybe even um, Ayuk and every, and anybody else um, there as far as, like less stress as far as being used from everyone else. They're just going to put it all on, put a lot, put it all on CMC and then he gets hurt. Uh, Mike, what's your thoughts? I love the trade. Um, I love the trade. I think that he's, he's a quality player. Like I said, my issue's always been the same as, as Manny just brought up in a way. Um, he just gets hurt. Um, as long as he's healthy, he's a great running back. So I, I love the trade. Um, it, it seems apparently like the 49ers don't care about draft picks. Like that's, that's not their thing. Like, they're all in, right? So if you're all in, um, I think that's a great move to make. Um, now you could think about the position and if it's willing, if it's worth it to give all that up for a running back position where you kind of, you know, how the running back position is in the NFL. It's um, it's kind of a lesser valued position. So um, is it, you know, is it smart to give up that much capital for a running back position? However, right. if you are going to give that up for someone, you should give it up for someone like CMC who can run the ball, can catch the ball in the backfield. Um, he seems to check all the boxes, right? So I, I love the trade. Unfortunately, I just don't think it really makes the team better. I think they're – I think that the team – I think it makes they them more suck. versatile. No, I don't – I'm not going to say they suck. It, it makes them more versatile, and, and they're, they're led by their defense, but I don't think that CMC is going to be – is going to get you to a Super Bowl, to put it you that way. You don't have to be nice. But, you're being nice because it's Will. I grew, I grew up with this guy, <laughs> but no, no, no. I um, I love the trade, and he's a, he's a great player. But but yeah, they, they still ain't messing with this though. <laughs> no, there's a there. No one's talking about the butterfly effect about this trade though. DJ Moore scored a touchdown because all of his targets are coming to him now instead of CMC and um, uh, Robbie Anderson. So. You could probably buy low. This is more into the fantasy. Buy low for DJ Moore right now because he's going to get a lot of targets. No, that's Mine. smart. Let me, let me say one thing real quick, Will. My bad. Yeah, we're um, taking over this show, Will. <laughs> um, I actually wanted to mention, <laughs> as he walks off, I actually wanted to mention uh, that I also like the trade for 
the Panthers, as far as if you were into the uh, Deontay Foreman, you know, stock. Yeah. Right. I'm all in. Like, I love Deontay Foreman. Um, I think he's a great running back. And I think that if you're an owner of him, he can definitely, you know, be an impactful player for you going forward. And now he'll have a bigger opportunity since McCaffrey's gone. Remember when Will told us not to pick him up? Not to what? Remember when Will told us not to pick him up and to pick up Hubbard? <laughs> have, you actually, have you read the post? <laughs> have you read the entire right, post? You text us immediate reaction. You said, I don't know about getting Foreman, and then Mike had to persuade you. I picked Chubba. up Foreman. I, there, was, there was a league that I did pick up Foreman. But no, the reaction per Instagram, since Manny doesn't like to read, I'm saying for us, pretty much ended up talking about <laughs> it's our thing. It, it's, for, it's for you too. Um, it no, it ended up saying. Uh, and I, was, I, I was actually going to bring that up as a point um, that um, it's okay to bring both, or it's okay to pick up both Hubbard and Foreman. But the only, but I'll, I'll, and I'll say it again. The only problem that I have is the fact of how consistently can Carolina actually score? Like you're not going to like when when you think of the top. When you think of top teams as far as like scoring high and things like that, the the Panthers are not who you think of. I don't care if whether or not on this game against the Falcons, the winner gets the sole possession at first. Um, but like we we talked about on the chat and on and on this and on the Instagram that like uh, Foreman did play pretty decently um, last year, taking the place of uh, Derek Henry for a couple of games. Uh, he's he's a hardcore bruiser. So he, so um, I always, I always compare bruisers like those to like Frank Gore and things like that because that's generally what he is. So like a like a like a like a Frank Gore or talking about someone more recent, uh, Nick Chubb. So the, those two have a sim, they have a similar game. Um, they're not going to be pass catchers like Chuba Hubbard, who had who actually also had a good game, but and did, did end up getting injured. But I'm hearing that it's a minor injury, so. Um, we still don't 100% know what what the uh, balance is going to be between the two, so I'm still I'm still saying be a little bit careful with 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 those two. Fun fact: you, Manny knows, and you know as well. I love college football. Yes, uh, I'm a Buck, I'm a Buckeye fan, but I also like the Longhorns as well. Cause I was born in Texas. As, yes, as you were. Yeah, you know, so I, I keep up with them. Yeah, you know, I keep up with them. Um, no, and, that, and that's okay too because that's okay too. <laughs> when they play at Ohio State, I'm probably throwing horns down too, so it's okay. But, um, Deontay Foreman, man, like he ran for 2,000 yards his last year in college. Oh, that's my ESPN alert, my bad. But he ran for two, <laughs> he ran for 2,000 yards. I don't know, I can't remember if it was all purpose yards or just straight rushing yards, but he had 2,000 yards his last year in college. Like, he's really, really good. And I just feel like he hasn't had an opportunity to really shine. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do in this limited opportunity that he has with Carolina. I'll be very impressed if it was uh, 2000, if it was 2000 rushing, I will be, I will be very impressed. I'm actually looking at look right it up. Now. Let me look. Like, Holy crap. Yeah. It was, it was rushing. Straight 2000, up rushing. 2000, 2028 rushing yards. I was surprised he wasn't up for the Heisman that year. I'm like, the dude ran for 2,000 yards, but we I think they lost like so many games that year. He just wasn't really, you know. But yeah, and the point and the point remains like he as far as him not being an all-purpose back, um, as far as uh 
total scrimmage yards um, was 2,103. So he didn't really do much in the passing game. But right. like, but damn, can the boy run? Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah. So, it, like I said, I, it's not that I was against Deontay Foreman. It's just the fact of, like, if if fantasy is more so about trying to get as much opportunity to get touchdowns with, like the Panthers aren't exactly going to be the team that you think of when it comes to scoring touchdowns. So, like, always. So, like, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be starting him like a every as like a every single like running back every single week like he he could be a flex play as long I would say I would say they would be a flex play as long as uh the the matchup is right so they have they have Atlanta this weekend so we could see him being a pretty decent flex play this weekend so is my point um can I say something that's really odd that's it's nothing to do with fantasy football, but it's, it's all what you do, Manny. Go ahead. <laughs> like, Mike, this has been bugging me for a while, like the whole show. But Will's new setup, his mm-hmm. head's covering the fan where it looks like his haircut's like Kodak Black, and it's been bugging me <laughs> this whole time. I can't, I've just been picturing Kodak Black when Will's. You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> I see. Like, this, literally, if he moment. was. He had his head like perfect at one point. I was gonna screenshot it. It looked just like Kodak Black. At this moment, I if if I can get Kodak Black's money, then I will be. Then I, I wouldn't care if I look if I if I look like I'm him sorry. right now. You had your head perfect at one point, and I I that was the whole thing I was just thinking about was um, Gremlin the whole time that you, I, Will's a Gremlin. You might have to make that meme. You might have to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, might do, have a, to do a comparison. Okay, we'll we'll yeah, we'll yeah. do that. We'll we'll. Yeah. Will's like, I hate you. <laughs> only 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 on this show. Uh, <laughs> so moving on. <laughs> so we talked about that there was issues with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady as far as quarterbacks, but there's another controversy. Well, let's not call it controversy. Uh, yeah, let's call it controversy. There's another situation going on in the city of Boston. And the problem is, I can't even remember the guy's first name, Zappy. We're just going to go with Zappy. So Zappy versus Mac. So Zappy has been playing a little bit decent, and he's he's looking at, you know what? <laughs> like, is, is, this, is this a little bit better? So we're, we're going we're gonna to do this. Now that I told Mike, Mike is like, so the problem, the problem is Zappy. <laughs> I can't unsee it. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> okay, so let's, does the actual fan go on? There, yeah. the fans gonna, the fans gonna, fans gonna go, on, go on. So you, I'm boy. Per- see, like I'm, I'm like, I'm like glowing. Your boy's shining right now, but um, <laughs> I'm shining, I'm shiny black, and it's, and I, and I just have a little thing going on around me, behind me. So, so back to the controversy, not about <laughs> everything that's going on with me, but um, it's Bailey Zappy. So Zap, so it's Bailey. I was about to say Brian. Thank God. All right, so Bailey Zappy, <laughs> um. He's been playing pretty decent for the past for the past couple of games when uh, Mac Jones was out for um, due to injury, and all of a sudden uh, Zappy ends up losing what one game, um, and then from there, this past week Mac Jones started. He was back in the game, and then from out of nowhere they took him out. They took Mac Jones out. They said, "All right, we're going to put Bailey Zappy in, and we're going to see just generally what he can do," and. I'll admit that Zappy did play a little bit decently for the past couple of weeks. 
uh, leading them to a couple of wins that they probably never should have. And then they lost to the Bears. So the question becomes, we'll just keep it simple. Zappy or Mac? We're going to start with, and I will start with myself. Um, I'm actually going to go, yeah, we're going to start with Kodak. So as far as what I believe, I'm actually going to go ahead and go with, um, you, you put too much stock into, when you put too much stock into a certain player, like you, you kind of don't have a choice but to somewhat put him on and let him actually uh, play. So in this case, I'm, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Mac Jones. Um, the type of, the type of game that they play is a little bit different with uh, Zappy around. Um, but when it's all said and done, it's not the way that Belichick uh, actually wants them to play in the end. So like, it's one of those where it's like, all right, so you did your job. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for being the backup. Um so now get in the back of the line. You're a seventh round pick. You're not, you're not supposed to be where you are right now, um, starting for the Patriots. But props to Zappy again. But this is this is Mac Jones's uh team. And I that's that's I there, there's no way I can back that up with like with a multitude of stats or things like that. But I think the biggest bottom line is it's Mac Mac. So all right, Manny. Let's 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 listen to what you have to say. Go ahead. Zappy's a better quarterback than Mac Jones. He has been. He's always been in college. You could tell he was a better quarterback. Mac Jones had Alabama. Zappy played for Western Kentucky, and he put up like six thousand yards and almost sixty-two touch, sixty-some touchdowns on his senior season. Um, just people didn't know him because he played for Western Kentucky. The only reason I know him is because he threw up like 500 yards and like four touchdowns against Michigan State when we played him. Um, the dude's a beast. I think if you give him time to develop and actually give him the starting role, he'll actually produce better than Mac Jones. I wouldn't mind seeing that. The problem is, is he's been second string. He's not getting the practice routes with these starters, but then getting thrown in the games. Do you he believe? Doesn't have, yeah. Yeah, well, you well you well you already believe that Zappy is the is the better quarterback. Um, do you believe yeah, like they should just hand over the reins to Zappy? I think he's a better future type quarterback for them. So you so you want to give so pretty much you want to if you were New England you would just give up on Mac Jones entirely. I don't think Mac Jones has ever been good in college. I don't think he was great either. He had Alabama. He had the best offense to throw to. He had a professional offensive team in college. I think if you put Bailey Zappi on Alabama and him in Western Kentucky, it'd be a lot worse. Mac Jones system quarterback? I think so. Interesting. Mike, your thoughts? Man. um, I know Mike watches college, so he knows how good Zappi was in college. Zappi was a beast in college. Zappi was a beast in college, um, but – but also with that being said, Mac Jones probably processed information just as quick or as quickly as anyone I've ever seen in college. Like he wasn't, he's limited physically, but he seems to be able to, you know, to process information quickly and to be able to get the ball out quickly. Uh, so I can kind of see the conundrum that 
you know, New England is in. Um, but at the end of the day, I too kind of believe that because of what Mac Jones did last year, he should be allowed to go through this season and see, you know, what happens. Um, they're not a Super Bowl caliber team anyway. So the way I look at it is me personally, Mac Jones did have a great year last year for a rookie. Mm-hmm. I would I would let him go back out there and see if he can sustain that excellence. Now, if he cannot, I would not hesitate to put Zappy in. I agree with Manny. I think Zappy might be the better long-term option, but for right now, I think Mac Jones has the right to at least go back and try to establish dominance and go back and get his job back. So I'd give him a chance to get his job back. And if so, you have either one on your fantasy team, drop him. Go pick up a streaming quarterback. I, I wouldn't even want to pick. There, there, there's no good chain reaction to Jones or Zappy as far as um, as far as who he would pass to and things like that. Can you guys even name like three wide receivers on on a on the Patriots? Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Uh-huh. And Jacoby Myers. Dylon, Dylon, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, would but- drop – listen to this. If I was in a predicament and needed a quarterback, I would drop uh, Mac Jones and pick up Sam Allinger. I just picked him up. <laughs> For me? He, he, he has the rushing uh, capability. I don't know. In college, I swear he, like, was, like, on fire running. Um, Mike, you verified me, but I think he had a lot of rushing yards. He did. As a, as he a did. College. Yeah, no, you're 100 correct. He did. I, I, I might. I don't know. I was right on the. Um, I don't know how I pulled the uh, the 2,000 yards out of my head, but I'm gonna try to say that I think that Sam Ellinger, like, at, like there was a season where he had like over like 12 rushing touchdowns as a quarterback. One of those seasons. I think it might have been the year they beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. He's so, fact-checking you right now. Yeah, let me know because I could be wrong. Um, I'm looking it up now. Hold on. But yeah, I think me... I think with him having the rushing capability and Colts, that's a whole dynamic, a different dynamic team with Jonathan Taylor um, and Pittman. I agree with you. And I honestly think Sam Ellinger is like Jalen Hurts light. Like I feel like he can got he can do a lot of the things Jalen Hurts does. So if you like Jalen Hurts and that kind of a player, then I think Sam Ellinger. I'm not saying he's Jalen Hurts, but he's he's comparable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Ellinger, Texas, because of course Mike knows about him. That's um, why. I said he <laughs> rushing, I think his last looks like his last season he did, um, three hundred seventy seven rushing yards, but. In 2018, his uh, sophomore year, 482 uh, rushing yards, 16 touchdowns. Yeah, 16. Yeah. 16. That's – He was like their short yardage back. They would just give the ball to Sam Ellinger (laughs) in the pistol or whatever and just let him run up the middle. Yeah, he was like Lamar Jackson in college. Yeah. Yeah, his his longest rush was 18 yards, so that kind of makes – that year. Yeah. Um, but, but he, but, but it looks like that he can't, that he can rush a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, for, for fantasy, you want him because the rushing yards are key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fan of him. Um, just, 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 because, him just because of that, just because of that alone. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need him, but that's, but it's, it's, <laughs> well, I was going to say, I was gonna say he, he can't pick him. 
he can't pick him up in his league because I have him. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can't even – it's not even an option in the, in the in his league. But in any other league, go for it. So he's uh... – is he going to be there? He's going to be like, is it, is it him moving forward or is it uh, mm-hmm. the whole season? Rest of the season, they said. Yep. Matt Ryan. Wow. Uh, just Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz. Just in Andrew in, Luck. Andrew Luck. Oh, okay. Don't, okay. Let's not talk about Andrew Luck. Hey, Andrew Luck. <laughs> okay. Who, before him. After Peyton Manning? Uh, before, before Peyton Manning. I have no idea. Well, uh, technically after Peyton Manning, Jacoby Brissett, but we're not going to talk oh. about him. Uh, <laughs> and he was okay. I, I still I still like Jacoby Brissett. Doing doing okay in Cleveland. Shout out to him. Um, so last last subject as far as news and notes. Um, this is this was the last second one because this is just ha- we just talked about or this just happened today. Um, Jamar Chase is going to be out for at least four weeks. Um, Go trade for T Higgins right now. I was about to say, Manny, you were the one that talked about or that pretty much jinxed Jamar Chase by saying that T. Higgins was actually going to do better than Jamar Chase. Well, so, look at the target share right now. Pull, Fact check me. Well, who has more targets right now? Remember, I see they're why, pretty why much. Why T. Higgins? I, 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 there's, there's no doubt about that. Likely T. Higgins. So, so why would you pay the up premium of first-round pick with Jamar Chase when you could get T. Higgins in, like, the third? So Jamar's here's the money point. last two weeks, though. <laughs> He so, was. He yeah. played. I played against him. Yeah, yeah he went nuts <laughs> last week. So here's <laughs> my guy played against him last week because you had him <laughs> and Joe Burrow. <laughs> True. Yeah, got to stack that, man. <laughs> so, here, so here, so here's my, so here's my, here's my question. Uh, I'll give it to Manny since again, uh, T Higgins is his boy. Um, he gave the curse to Jamar Chase. So here's the question: um, with him being a first rounder. Uh, a first round pick is there with him being out for at least a month um do you pan not, not exactly panic but would you consider trading for someone that's kind of on the let's say not the high upside but more of a safe floor person like a let's say we talked about dj Moore a little bit so uh let's say like a dj Moore or a crystal lave would you trade for someone in that range uh, you'd have to do a package deal to get if I wanted to trade. Like, if I was Mike and I had Jamar Chase and he wants, like, for example, I would rather have Chris Olave, but he would need another player. But Chris Olave, um, if you look at strength of schedule, like, say, let's let me give a little example. Say Mike's undefeated and he's like, about to, he's easily going to make the playoffs. Jamar Chase gets hurt. I would trade Jamar Chase. Um, actually, I would actually keep Jamar Chase and try to trade for Chris Olave um, because Chris Olave's uh, playoff schedule is super easy. If you want to pull that up and uh, look at the teams that Chris Olave plays in the um, playoffs and also Jamar Chase, who he plays in the playoffs as well, to have those two players on your team when playoff time comes around is going to be insane. And – I guess with the reaction of Jamar Chase, I did say get T. Higgins, but a lot of people have Tyler Boyd on their waivers. I would go pick Tyler Boyd up um, as quick as possible. But, yeah, look at – Will, look at the playoff weeks, which would be 15, 16, 17 for the Saints and the Bengals. 
15, 16, 17. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look at uh I'm not gonna look at whatchamacallit. Um I'm not gonna look at the Bengals. Uh, give me a second, I'll I'll pull up everything for the Saints. I'll pull uh, up the Bengals for you because I, I do want this is like the time, like if you were about to make the playoffs or you want to make a run, look at strength of schedule in the playoffs and try to trade for these players that have easy schedules in the playoffs. So Saints have a bye week at 14. 15 is Atlanta. 16 is Cleveland and week 17 New Year's Day is uh Philly. See? Philly's not tough or not like the best at cover. I mean, yes, yeah, Slay. And this is the Saints, right? You saying? That's Saints. Yeah. And so then if I, you go to let me see the Bengals. All right, Bengals. And this is kind of a strategy that I do. I guess since we're doing football, it's kind of good to talk about. Um, you have – what would it be? Uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. You have Browns, mm-hmm. Bucks. Mm-hmm. As you can see, Bucks isn't uh, – like, and Patriots. See, the Patriots – they're not really that they're not really that great against the pass. Um, so so they so I can kind of see both of them actually being like 50-50, but I but what I do believe is with Olave, you have it you have an opportunity to try to get them not exactly low, but like I would kind of think that you probably have to jump a little high to get to get him in certain places. Like um I did try to get I did try to get um Chris Olave in a trade or two, um, and uh, no, no one, no one's biting because they because it, it kind of seems like they know what the upside is uh, to him and the fact that Michael Thomas is not going to be one hundred percent moving forward for the rest of the year, um, and Olave's like the lone guy, and it kind of sucks because a lot of people, well, a lot, it sucks for me anyway, but the fact that a lot of people have Olave as their um, huh, what's call it as their flex. And that's a damn good flex. Um, so, uh, my, uh, Michael, what 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 would you? I called you Michael. I don't know why I did. Uh, Mike, <laughs> uh, what what would you do? And and you and you are a Jamar Chase owner. Um, what what would you? What would be your next move as far as trying to uh, replace the production, or do you even replace it at all? Yeah, it, it's funny you guys are talking about these two players because in that league, I think mm-hmm. I. Do I have Olave in that league too? I think I might have Michael Thomas, but there are a lot of leagues that have Olave in as well. So let's I'll take the standpoint of me having um Jamar Chase and not having Olave. So in that situation, like in your league, um now that Jamar Chase is hurt, luckily um I've I've drafted, so I, I kind of have like an Isaiah McKenzie or like a, a Garrett Wilson who I can try to put in that position. But um I'm definitely not gonna trade him. Uh, I'm gonna hold on to him just because of uh, the potential and because I invested. I mean, he was my number one pick in that league, so um, I invested so much in him. I'm gonna keep him, uh, but I do like the idea of of if you're able to going out and trying to get somebody like a Chris Olave um, to to kind of uh, to kind of you know be a, a band aid until Jamar Chase can, can eventually come back. Um, like I said, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just gonna kind of stand pat. Uh, see what next week has to offer. Probably put someone like Isaiah McKenzie or, or Garrett Wilson in that position and hope that they ball out. Uh, but 
but yeah, it's a tough position because he was just seeming to like kind of heat up and now he's hurt. So sucks. I need to give you a, a shout out real quick because I'm looking at your team right now. Um, mm-hmm. Not only do you have Chris Olave. Yay. Um, but also you started Devin Duvernay. I did, week. right? You started him in your flex. Got you 16 points with a rushing touchdown and a couple of catches. So shout out to you. So yeah, UT I, again. I, I would not have done that, but shout, but shout no, out. No, no. He just did. You just did the rookie mistake, though. And this is good to tell people. I know what he's going to say. <laughs> you put a flex, a flex player on Thursday. On Thursday. Yeah. Do you know why you don't do that? You know why you don't do that. I know why you don't do that, but I had to do it. No, no, no. You put Duvenier in your wide receiver slot. Right. So then, like, so, if someone gets hurt, you could replace that flex position. On with a running – with a running back, locked up like that. that flex position. So, say one of your wide receivers gets hurt, then you you're kind of screwed. But that's you know what? Honestly, like I didn't think about that. Obviously, else I probably wouldn't have put him there. That's great advice to give. Yeah. Um, so next time, yeah. put him in the wider. If it's Thursday night matchup, put him in your running back or wide receiver slot just in case something happens on practice and one someone gets hurt, then you have that flex spot open so you can kind of play around with your bench. I like that. This is what you came here for. This is this is what this is what people pay our pay us to do. <laughs> Y'all yeah. pay, right? Okay, so anyway. <laughs> Where's so, my money, man? <laughs> my money, man. Um, but let's go ahead and go to the main subject. Um, there really isn't uh it could just be like one one quick answer. I, I already know one answer on top of my head. Um, but we are halfway through, believe it or not, we're halfway through the uh fantasy football season. And um, we had a lot of ups and downs um, as far as like our teams in general and generally want to know what is one surprise that shocked you as far as whether it be a player, whether it be a team, um, whether a player is doing good or bad or whatnot. I'll go ahead and um, I'll go ahead and start with mine. I and, and we talked about this. I am surprised about how good Josh Jacobs actually is this year. I did not expect, um, in a sense, I guess I, I should have saw it coming, um, but with Josh Jacobs not getting his fifth-year option picked up before the season started, um, with multiple running backs getting picked up this year uh, for the Raiders, and um, and that also includes the draft picking up uh, Zamir White. I I honestly thought that Zamir White was going to eventually take the place of Josh Jacobs, and then from there even to the point where Josh Jacobs could even be traded. If you want, if you want me to be honest, so that it's kind of why I stayed away from him. But um, and Josh Jacobs was never really the best receiving uh, running back. So to see him actually get targets, to see him actually do a be be a three down back the way that he is right now like whoever picked them up and i believe he was actually a late he was actually a late uh late rounder so like not not like nine or ten but like like five or six so if if any of you so if anyone was able to pick him up in in that area you pick you you pretty much picked up a good winner in this case um i'm very curious to see whether or not if he continues to do it if he does um, then again, like it could be picks like those that uh, 
that pretty much could be a season winner for you guys. Um, let's go ahead and go with uh, Manny. Who do you who? What's your surprise for this year? So, so I'll do uh, one fantasy and one like actual like visual of watching the games. All right. The damn NFC East is like the juggernaut division this year. For some reason, you got Giants that are five and one or six. Was it five and one? Six and one. Six and one. Six and one. You got Eagles undefeated. You got the Cowboys with two losses, and then I think Commanders are barely under five hundred, which is crazy because usually we're like the laughing division, like laughing stock division, um, where everyone is like um, under five hundred, and there's only one team that's barely over five hundred. Um, so that was a big surprise for me. Um, looking at the schedule, though, when you have, I, um, if you know NFL, you kind of know like the scheduling that they do if you took fourth place last year then mm-hmm. you play like the fourth uh teams from the other divisions the nfc divisions right um giants have gotten lucky with their schedule because the, the other ones are pretty 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 pitiful if you ask me so they had an <laughs> easy schedule so far um yes they did beat the packers and uh the ravens so i gotta give them up give it up for them because they're those are games they would usually get blown out um right previously years so that's a surprise my fantasy surprise and this is why i'm sucking in fantasy right now is because usually you want to get running backs early because they get hurt and the value of like the top running back to get like a jonathan taylor christian mccaffrey or derrick henry is way more valuable to get them in the first round than getting a wide receiver well this year it seems like if you got wide receivers early and got those back end, like Brees Hall, well, he's hurt now, but like Brees Hall, um, Josh Jacobs, like these um, mid-tier running backs mixed in with like Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, um, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, these top-tier wide receivers, they seem like those are the teams that are doing very well in fantasy. Um, it's kind of backwards of what usually you see in a fantasy league. And now I'm like – I went running back heavy on all mine. So um, I'm pretty in rough shape. I should have switched my strategy at least in one draft, but oh, well. One of the, uh, one of the leagues that I, that I'm in, um, I kind of did that opposite, that strategy of focusing more on wide, wide outs versus running backs. And And what's uh, your record uh, on that one? Seven and oh, exactly. And uh, (laughs) that strategy is winning. Yeah. And, um, that's uh actually that's the one that I did that I did a solo uh, YouTube video on, um, mm-hmm. where I where I pretty much talked about everything. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's an hour long and it's boring, but I at least talk about uh, why I picked who who I got. So well, like, in that who's so, your running backs? Who's your two starting running backs? Okay, so my two right now because of because of injury, um, in the second round I did get DeAndre Swift. Uh, yeah. My first my first round was first round pick was. Uh, was Stefan Diggs. So just, just to give an outlier. Um, but my, uh, my two, my two starting backs right now is Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Pierce. Yeah. Two mid tier. Well, Ramondre was like in the 10th round. Did I get him 10th? I think I got him. Like, he was like late. He's I might, not- I might've got him at 10. Yeah, you're right. Oh, so another one. Kenneth Walker was a late one and look what he's been doing. Like all the ones that are like high up, like Najee Harris, you have uh, 
Jonathan Taylor, these guys aren't producing, and you kind of wasted a pick. If you would have got like a wide receiver and then got one of these back ends, it seems like the, those running backs are producing a little bit more. So that it seems like that strategy is winning so far. I'm actually in kind of a struggle right now because Mike Williams got hurt, and he was like my number. I was going running back heavy, so I would get like for example, I got Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Mike Evans. Then I got uh, Brandon Cooks. So look, now Brandon Cooks is my number one, and I have no back. Like, it's rough. Like, I had Garrett Wilson and all this other stuff, like you were saying. But I'm like, man, if I would have – so now I'm trying to trade my running backs because my other strategy is get a ton of running backs because people, they get hurt, and then you could trade them. So listen to this trade. I traded this week Brian Robinson for okay. Amari Cooper. I'm targeting Amari Cooper right now because of Deshaun Watson's return. Really? Yeah, he's supposed to come back after week ten or last. Oh no, no, that, no, that, no, that I know. I, I'm actually more surprised that you got that. Uh, that trade through. Some, I that someone agreed to that. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so now my my team is Lamar. This is another one where I went back to back running back. I got Barkley, Derrick Henry, which actually turns out those two actually kind of turned out to be okay. I had Mike Williams. It's going to be Amari Cooper and uh, Mike Evans. But I had no depth in wide receiver because I had Brian Robinson, I had James Robinson, I have um, Kareem Hunt, I have like I have like all the running backs that I was like, okay, this is a standard league. I'm grabbing all of them. Would you want James Robinson right now? That's that's a good question because I don't know how they're going to use him. Are they going to use him like a Brees Hall, or is he going to just be Michael Carter's backup? Maybe maybe not. Uh, I I would say I would say fifty fifty for right now. Um, like that, that's the only thing you can think of right now because James Robinson, as good as he is, um, we the Jets' offense is not an offense that you think of uh, again when it comes to uh, high scoring and things like that. We know how good the player is. Um, pro- shout out to shout out to the Jets for actually getting to where they are right now. But as far as um, but as far as them consistently scoring like in like the 30s or, or like let's say 25 and above, like it's 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 not any, it's not something that I see with them. So so maybe so like I picked up a James I picked up James Robinson in one league. So we'll just we'll just generally see for now he's on the bench. So we'll just see how he how he goes. Uh, Mike, your thoughts? Uh, what was what's what's a surprise for you this year so far? Man, the biggest surprise, I'm going to keep it short and simple. The biggest surprise for me, man, is just the fact that A.J. Dillon and the Packers just are trash, bro. Like, I really invested a lot in A.J. Dillon. I felt me like too. he was going to, yeah, I felt like he's really going to have a breakout season. I love his running style. He's a bruiser, big dude, you know, um, especially in, you know, in Lambeau Field where you have those, you know, conditions where it's going to be Lambeau. snowing and cold and you're going to need that, that, you know, bell cow running back. I thought he would be that guy and he just, Hasn't seemed to be that guy. So, um, yeah, just A.J. Dillon and the disappointment I have because, like I said, I own him in probably about three leagues that I play in, and it's just hasn't been good. So he's my biggest disappointment so far because I really thought A.J. Green was – I mean, not A.J. Green. Excuse me. A.J. Dillon. I know him too, right? Him too. But I really thought A.J. Dillon was going to do his thing, and he hasn't. So do you believe that – okay, so if the Packers continue to be trash – um, do you think in time for the playoffs that AJ Dillon will be more of a bell cow back if they if they shut down if they possibly shut down Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and everybody else? Would he would he be a guy that will get more touches and things like that around week like 
if they're out if they're out of the play if they're out of playoff contention, can you can you see that happening? No, he should have been getting touches week one. He's like we said before. They he said he was going to play the top eleven. He's one of the top eleven players in that team. Put Aaron Jones as like a you could at least put Aaron Jones. He could catch. Put him running slot sometimes and put AJ Dillon in or vice versa. AJ Dillon could catch as well. But yeah. what's the formation where it's quarterback two running backs? Do that formation. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just don't know what they're doing, and I I don't know if it's a Matt Lafleur thing or I don't know if they're trying to. Maybe they want to go as false information, trying to trick people. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the underlining Gosh, situation. But I, but I just know that he isn't being utilized like he should be, and and it sucks if you own him because I mean he's pretty much worthless at this point. I have AJ still- in all my leagues, all of them. Okay. Wow. Wow. Now that's not a reason why my my record is my record. I have four leagues. I have AJ Dillon in all my leagues. Right. Are you starting him in all four? Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Probably not. This point. <laughs> <laughs> not at this point. Yeah. It's, uh, so I think I, I think the moral of Mike's story is um, Green Bay get a, get a wide receiver. Oh, uh, Odell Beckham should be available. Um, Odell ain't go going there. Go get Odell him. Go yeah. there. Odell's going to someone that's winning. Back to back to the Rams. I said someone that's winning. I wouldn't be surprised to see Odell go back to maybe the New York. I mean, it's it's a city that I think he loved. I think he loved being in New York City. It just kind of got stale there. So I don't know. If they Odell could swing be, he would look good in blue and you know silver. I would love to have Odell Beckham, but the thing about it is I don't feel like he wants to be a cowboy for whatever reason. Maybe it's just the animosity from just being a giant and and dealing with that. I think he'd love it if he came. I, I I think deep down inside he doesn't know that he would probably I mean because a bigger stage is there than than Dallas. But I mean, I don't know if he wants to come. Um but I hope so. I I'd, I'd love to have him. The the fit would be right, but would Odell be the number one or the number two? I think one A, one B. Yeah, because CD's one. CD's also kind of a midseason disappointment for me personally because yeah. I felt like he'd be like on a Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson level, and he's. But I'll he's give you guys, I'll give you guys the credit, or I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. In that case, it's not one hundred percent Ceedee Lamb's fault. Well, not having Dak, right? Right, for not yeah. having Dak. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I mean, uh, God, what, what what was that superhero quarterback you guys just had? Um, right, Cooper, Cooper Rush. Rush. Yeah. So <laughs> so so Cooper Rush. I mean, he still did actually. Um, give targets to CD Lamb, so so it wasn't the fact that he was. Uh, I I, th- I think it, it's something that we talked about when uh, we knew that Cooper Rush was going to be the quarterback. Like he's more of a time manager. He's not. He's not. He's not going to be a guy. He's not going to be a Josh Allen. Uh, he's not going to be a Tom Brady. He's more of a. He's more of a Jimmy Garoppolo, where he's going to. Um, he's going to pretty much limit the amount of plays that you, that you guys do. And from there, he'll he'll uh, he'll he'll get you to where you want to be, but he's not going to be a stat monster. So that so that's kind of so that's kind of how I feel uh, overall. So uh, that with that back now, like it's more uh, you guys are more uh, unpredictable, which is a good thing as far as as far as uh, what you guys are going to do as far as plays and such. So so no so so no so negative no negativity no hate there. So. That being said, who want uh, anyone want to say one more thing before we're out of here? 
Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is really good at basketball. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but that's that's my thing I wanted to say before we get out of here. Like really, really good at basketball. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna stick to what I the what I said about Luka. Not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I'm still sticking to what I said about him, and I told Manny before that I feel that if the rings don't happen, I can see Luka Doncic. I can see Luca pretty much going to the path of Russell Westbrook, where right. where see? he get, where, where he gets weight, where he gets. Where he gets like, hear me out. Where he gets where he's a triple double monster, which there's nothing wrong with. And I'm not. A, and I'm not even saying that he's a crap player. But what I'm saying is, as long as as long as he doesn't, as long as he's not able to get close to a get close to a championship, like what would be the point of the stats? The ring will come. We were in the Western Conference Finals last year. Mark Cuban is going to do whatever he can possibly do to keep Luka happy. He's probably he's one of the best owners in the NBA. So the rings will come. But um, but I don't want to play with him. Yeah, I mean, he's watch what he does. Christian Wood's going to be a free agent this year. We're probably going to lose him because he's going to put up crazy numbers playing with Luka, and he'll probably go somewhere else and sign a big dollar contract. That's okay. So, Luca make yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. So Luca makes players better, and I think they'll see how much fun it is to play with them. And like I said, um, it's coming. It's the, the rings are coming. But if they don't, I can understand where you're coming from. I, I can see how you could feel that way. But uh, he's way better than Russell Westbrook. Again, not trying, not trying to crap on him, and I'm not saying that he is. Are you a Lakers Westbrook. fan? Yes, I am. Oh, and four, baby, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> He owned no, you, it. He owned actually, it, though. I, I I'm not, you, what, what can I do, you know? No, but, 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 but you know what, well, Hey, fellow listeners, this guy loves the Bay Area and 49ers, but roots for the Lakers and with the Warriors being as good as they are. Might be time to make that move, man. Go up, take that I-10, the 10 or the 5, whichever one it is. Take that up north, man. It'll <laughs> be the 5. But look, I would only, I would only, I would only don it because of. Uh, I think, I think I told you guys about it because uh, my nephew is a is a Warriors fan. So like, so I like, will call he, you a bandwagon fan though. No, you could do but, it, but I will call you every day a bandwagon fan that you're a Warriors fan that you jumped <laughs> ship. Well, I'm not a person that's going to be like that. So there you go. There's a Lakers ship right here. It's Lakers ship. You're on it. You jump. Warrior ship. You take that on. And then, and then when they suck, you could jump on the Luca bandwagon with me and Mike. Luca, we'll, we'll catch you. You'll jump and we'll. That's, catch that's you. definitely never going to happen. <laughs> I will tell. I, I will admit when you get. I, I will admit when players are good, when teams are good. But as far as me, but as far as me jumping from one to another, never going to happen. I, I, I stick to my roots. And if you're listening, you don't probably don't know Will when he lived in Chicago. But the guy was dressed up in all Bills, Benny the Bull. He was like everything. Um, he was all decked out in bulls, bears, white socks. Now look at him. First of all, it would have been Cubs, Ooh. not white socks. That's number one. Number two, I did dress up once fully uh, in uh, Chicago Bulls gear because I went to a game, and the jersey, of course, <laughs> and, a, and the jersey, of course, was Jordan. Yeah, I, I actually have a Scottie Pippen jersey, so I can't really hate on that. The era that we grew up in. The Bulls were they yeah, were even, the truth, even, so. even us living in the West Coast, we still we still gave love to uh to the Jordan to the Jordan Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um always being in the Knicks on Sunday on NBC. Kids yeah. Google. Um <laughs> but yeah, so that's it for our NBA take. 
That's it for 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 our NBA uh, podcast there. So tune into next week. Um, so for the next step fantasy show, for Mike, what up? What up? What's going on? Good seeing you guys. Uh, it was a good show. Let's do it again next week. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, for, <laughs> for Manny, what's up? And please get a different background so I now I get distracted easily. And all I could picture, like I said, was Kodak Black the whole show. And then while you're talking, I'm thinking about Super Gremlin. And maybe you like it because Debo and all of them come out to it all the time when they come out of their uh, tunnel. It's a theme show. So there you go. That's why I did it. We'll go with that. Head spinning. Now it's spinning like when you start spinning it. You know the little hats where you spin the thing the kids wear? Taking it off. All color. That's what I thought after he did that. Look, it looks like the thing where you spin it. It went from color. This is motorized. This is this. So for the for the remainder of the end for the next fantasy show, I'm Kodak Black. Have a good night. Have a good morning. Have a good afternoon. Whenever you guys are watching slash listening to this. See you next week. Peace. Peace, deuces.